0: John chapter 20 tonight, Thank you, Lord. I appreciate the Lord and appreciate the good day we've had, amen. It's good when the Lord shows up and, and uh, helps us and uh, appreciate the good service we had this morning, good choir singing, good presence of God we felt and I uh, hope you got some help this morning but today, tonight is a new service and and uh, God wants to do something for us tonight, I believe it. And uh, So John chapter 20, let's all stand. <clears throat> John chapter 20, <clears throat> this has been on my heart this afternoon, and in light of what happened this morning and the good spirit we felt. <clears throat> John chapter 20, verse 19, I'm going to begin reading there, verse 19, it says, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst, And saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. And then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. And then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said thus, he breathed on them. And saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. Whomsoever sins ye retain, they are retained. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord, but he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days again the disciples were within, and Thomas with them, Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen, and yet have believed. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I want to thank you tonight for the reading of your blessed word god we love the bible tonight and we're glad that we have one and i pray god that tonight that you'd help me father to rightly divide it god help me to bring the message you laid on our heart god uh, i pray god that you just touch us for just a little while god we need your help today we need your help tonight father lord we know that nothing will be done unless you do it nothing will be accomplished unless you do it tonight god save somebody get somebody yes, closer lord. to you lord it's our heart's desire to see somebody saved or see somebody get right and get back closer to you Lord, that's, that's what we're here for, God, and I pray that you'd help us to carry out that commission tonight. In Jesus' precious name, amen. 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 Just by way of introduction tonight, just a few things. You all know this scripture, very familiar passage of scripture. Jesus has already died a few days before, and uh, he's already appeared to Mary uh, in the tomb. And uh, Mary has ran and told the disciples uh, that he is risen. And, uh, and so, and that still on this same day, the disciples had, and I read to you here, uh, the disciples have uh, met together and gathered together because of fear of the Jews. And I, I thought about that this afternoon. Uh, that how the, Even in dark times, we need to still meet together. Even in fearsome times and things that we don't, and just uh, times where we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I'm glad that uh, y'all are still meeting together, amen? Uh, that's important. The Bible says, not forsaking the assembly of yourselves together as the manner of some is but so much the more as you see the day approaching. Listen, when the church doors are open, uh, you need to be here, amen? And uh, because, listen, uh, we don't know if this will be the last meeting we have, uh, amen? These disciples, you can imagine their they're feeling, their heart, uh, knowing that the Lord Jesus had had uh, had been crucified, and uh, now they get this news that He's, he's risen again, uh, and for fear of the Jews, they've met together. Uh, and uh, now realize tonight, uh, if you read your Bible, you'll find that all the disciples had forsook Jesus and fled. Uh, even if you think think about the Last Supper, they uh, they said, "We we won't we won't leave you, Lord. We love you. We're going to go all the way to the end." Even Peter said, "I'll even go to prison for you." But they all, uh, by the end, brother Danny, they all forsook him and fled. And now they they've gathered back together, and uh, and uh, they and, and I'm glad tonight. If you as a scripture I read to you, Jesus came to where they were. Amen. Jesus came to exactly where they were. And I believe he just—I just believe he just—just just poof appeared in the midst, because the Bible says and makes it very clear uh, that the doors were shut. Amen. And then there was Jesus. I believe he just—I believe he just appeared right there in the midst. And I thought about that. And I'm glad that in our times of discouragement, our times when we're down and out, and we're, our times of fear or despair, Jesus uh, seems to just show up at times. And uh, I'm sure that y'all have experienced that here at this church. Things that uh, that you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, You don't know why things have happened, uh, but it seems that when those times happen in our life, Jesus just seems to show up and encourage our hearts and help us go on another mile for Him. Amen? Amen. Uh, But I'm glad I serve a God that cares about uh, about me even when I fail Him. Don't you? Cares about us even when we fail Him. Those disciples all had forsaken Him and fled, but He went to where they were. Very important. Uh, But uh, that old song says, though I fail the Lord, He has never failed me. Amen. But I want to preach just a few minutes tonight. The Lord will help me, and I do need His help tonight on you never know what you'll miss. You never know what you'll miss. Amen. Uh, so the key tonight is that they did meet together, even in that time that they were going through in their life, after the Lord had been crucified and had now risen, uh, and for fear of the Jews, they met together. And I'm going to tell you something, just as a passing note tonight. Uh, listen, the best thing you can do as a child of God it, when you're going through a tough t- time, is not to go off by yourself, but to find other brothers and sisters in Christ and, uh, and pray one with another, pray one, one for another. Listen, get together with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Come to the house of God, because that's the only place that you're going to get encouragement that you need. You can't go off by yourself, uh, listen, and get anything. Listen, come, t- come together with one another uh, so the Lord can help us together. Amen? But uh, you'll never know what you miss. Look at verse number 19. He said, the same day at the evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, there was, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst, and what did he say? He said, peace be unto you. You never know what you're going to miss. You might just miss the peace of God. Amen? When you Listen, I'm talking about assembling yourselves together as children of God, as brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Listen, you may just miss the peace of God in your life. I've never... Listen, uh, there have been times in my life, Brother Danny, when I was going, when I was down, when I needed, I needed a, a, an encouraging word from the from the Word of God, and from the preacher. And listen, I prayed and I prayed, but I wasn't getting anything. And listen, when I come to the house of God, the preacher preached, and it was right up my alley, and it encouraged my heart, and it, and then there was a peace that came over me that that tells me that I know everything's going to be all right, that God's going to take care of everything. How, how you think about the disciples' situation here? Listen. They, they had said that he had risen again, but they're all in one room. They've never, they hadn't seen him yet. Amen? And so, listen, uh, as far as they knew, the body had been stolen, but they had, Jesus had said, I'm going to rebuild the temple in three days. I'm not sure that they really believed that. Amen? But listen, when, when he appeared there in the midst, don't you know that a peace came over those disciples? And just, whew, Maybe some of them said, I knew he was going to do it. But that peace that came over them, I can't explain it. It's the peace of God that passes all understanding. Amen. And that's a time of despair. It was a time of discouragement, a time of doubt. You ask the question: Did they really believe it? Listen, there was no. There's no doubting it now. Amen. That peace of God that came over them. Secondly, not only the peace of God. Listen, but what about the proof? You look, read on. He said and he and he and he, and he showed them his hands. In verse number twenty, and when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. And then were the disciples glad. Not only did they, have, did they have peace, now they're happy about it, because they've seen that this is not some imposter. This is the same Jesus that was crucified, nailed to the cross, because I see his hands, I see, I see the nail prints in his hands, and it's him. Amen. Amen. You see the proof. And so they had said, they had heard his words when he said that I'm going to rebuild the temple. But listen, they got the proof when he appeared to them. Amen. Verse number 21. Not only did they receive the peace of God. And they received the proof from God. It looks at verse 21. It says, Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. Not only did they receive the peace, they didn't miss that. And they didn't miss the proof. But they also received the purpose. They received the purpose. Listen, you and I, as children of God, are sent to bear witness to the truth. Amen? And listen, these disciples, uh, now that they've seen Him and they know for a fact that, they've, that, they've, that He's risen just like He said He would, now He said, even so, send I you. They have a story to tell. Amen? Not only did He say He would rise, not only did He say He would rebuild the temple in three days, but He did do that, and I have seen Him with my own, my own eyes, I have felt Him with my hands, Listen, I, I have heard His voice again. He said, even so, send I you. I've got something to tell this world that I can believe in. Amen? Matthew 28 says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. You see, Jesus gave those disciples the same authority that God gave Him. Because He said, he said as the Father hath sent me, as the Father hath sent me, even so... Send I you. In other words, you have the same authority. Because, listen, you're not going to be telling anything but the truth. Amen? If you tell the truth to this world, listen, it's not your authority. It's the authority of the author of this book. Amen? If, listen, that's why I don't believe in any, any other version than the King James Version. Amen? I don't know how y'all believe. I hope y'all believe just this King James Version. Amen? Amen? Uh, listen. If a man wrote this book, then what are we doing? If a man wrote this book, that means this book is full of mistakes. But listen, I'm not, listen, I'm not preaching on the authority of any man. I'm preaching on the authority of the author, which is God. Amen. People say, well, they were, they were holy men of God and they wrote. Yes, they wrote, and they don't leave this part out. Holy men of God who were moved by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Listen, these, these men, and I believe in the, what we call the verbal plenary uh, inspiration of God, which simply means that every word, every period, every comma, everything in this Bible was, in, was divinely inspired by God. Amen. They didn't have... And people will say, well, if you read the Gospels, you'll notice the difference in, the, in who the authors were. You know, uh, you know, that Luke was a physician and, and all these things. You can tell by his writing. No, uh, listen... If God wants to to tell Luke what to write and make him sound like he's smarter than everybody else, that's all right. God can do that. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Listen, don't tell me that Luke wrote that book. Listen, God wrote that book through Luke. Amen. 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 Didn't know I was going to say that, but that's free tonight. They received the purpose. Listen, tonight, if you don't get anything else out of what I'm saying here tonight, realize that, if you know the truth, it's your responsibility and your purpose to tell the truth. Amen to this lost and dying world. And I appreciate what's been said already, listen, about this community. Listen, we're responsible. You're responsible to this community, this surrounding community, people you come in contact with. Listen, you've got the truth in your hand. It's your responsibility. Paul said that I'm debtor to both the Jew and the Greek. I'm in debt to them. In other words, not that I owe them any money, but I do owe them the truth. Amen? People may not like what you say. They may not agree with what you say. But the, but the point of it is that you say it. <laughs> Listen, it, it's, not, it's not whether you think they're going to get saved when you talk to them. It's not whether you think they're going to believe you or they're going to they're come to this church. Listen, the point is, are you saying it? Are you telling it? They received the purpose that night when He came. So we're sent to bear witness. But number four, not only did they receive the peace of God and they received the proof from God. They received the purpose from God, but they also received the breath of God. Look at verse number, uh, keep on reading here. Then said Jesus, peace be unto thee, as my Father sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them. He breathed on them, and saith unto them, receive ye the Holy Ghost. You know you can't do anything for God without the Holy Ghost? Amen. You can try to do it, but without the Spirit of God in it, it'll all be for naught. Amen. Amen. You can't, you can't witness without God. You can't, read that, you can't even read your Bible without God. Amen? You've got to know the author before he'll ever, you'll ever understand what's in here. Amen? Don't care how smart you are, how many degrees you have. Listen, you don't understand the mind of God. That's why the Holy Ghost has to go hand in hand with this book when you're reading it. People say, I don't understand the Bible. I say, well, have you prayed after you read it? Listen, you ought to read this book prayerfully. Don't try to read ten chapters a day. You know, if you read ten chapters a day, you can read the Bible through in in six months. Ten chapters a day. How many have ever read the Bible through? Raise your hand. One or two, three? How how long did it take you? Six months? Listen, don't try to read the Bible in six months. Amen? You ain't going to get a thing out of it. Read a chapter, read a verse, and pray. Amen? I don't care if it takes you a hundred years to read it. If you read it one time and read it prayerfully, you'll get more out of it than than somebody who's read it a hundred times. Amen. Read read it prayerfully. There's a fellow in the church I used to be a Sunday school teacher, where the Lord called me to preach, and and uh, he's read his Bible. I don't know how many times he reads it. Twice a year, and he has for 25 now, probably 30 years. And uh, I'm telling you, that man knows his Bible. And uh, and I had started I had started trying to read my Bible through, you know, from the beginning all the way to the end, and and boy, I was, I was having trouble just because I wanted I was first time i ever done it and I was wanting to just get it through, you know, get through as fast as I could. And uh Brother Larry said uh he, and he's got cerebral palsy, and so he talks a little funny. But he he said he said, He said, Have you made it Chronicles yet? And I said, I've already made it through Chronicles. He said, Did you get anything out of it? He holds his neck like this. And I said I said, is this a trick question? (laughs) He said, no, did you get anything out of it? And I said, I can't say that I did very much. He said, I have been reading it 30 years and I ain't got much out of Chronicles. (laughs) Matter of fact, he said, I've probably done more sleeping in Chronicles than I have reading. Uh, But listen, read it prayerfully tonight. Uh, Listen, this Word of God is here to help you. Amen. It It was given for that purpose. But they... They got the breath of God. He said, receive you the Holy Ghost in verse 22. Listen, in, in, as far as your Christian life tonight, it's needed to serve God. It's needed to serve God. Uh, listen, wouldn't you have liked to have been in that room when the Lord breathed on in men? Listen, I'm sure y'all had some services where the Lord breathed through here. This morning, the choir singing, the Lord, listen, he was just puffing a little bit. Just, you know... That's what we need. We need the breath of God. Amen. Sunday school teachers need the breath of God. Preachers need the breath of God. Choir singing needs the breath of God. The congregation, while you're listening, you need the breath of God. You need to feel and know that the Holy Ghost of God is here. Amen. If you're sitting there scratching your head and wondering what in the world is going on, listen, I'd be in this altar checking up on where I, listen, who I belong to. Amen. You've got to be able to know the difference. If you don't know the difference, amen, I would be checking up. If you're confused about when, 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 listen, when everybody starts getting excited or raising their hands or shouting or whatever they do, listen, if you're confused about that, listen, I'd get, I, would, I would find out why I'm so confused. Listen, because we need the breath of God. Amen? But the Bible says, the Bible says, but, in verse number 24, it's a very important but, and most of them in your Bible is important. But Thomas, one of the twelve called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. So I'm preaching on the night, you never know what you'll miss. Why wasn't Thomas there? Well, it really doesn't matter why he wasn't there. Because he wasn't there. Let me ask you something. Raise, raise your hand if you was here this morning. If you weren't here this morning, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but if you weren't here this morning, then ain't nobody here could explain to you what happened. If you didn't come to the revival where 23 souls got saved, there's not a one here that could explain, other than the number of people that got saved, there's not a one of them that could explain to you what happened. You cannot explain when God moves in. I had a, uh, one of my, my pastors, uh, he, he liked to record the services. He had a video camera back there in the back, and, and we had a, a, a revival meeting It went two weeks. As a matter of fact, that's the meeting that my wife got saved in. And uh boy, it was just good every night, and uh, one particular night, though, when the Lord just really showed up and you know it 's just one of the things where uh, Brother Clifford used to call it when it gets foggy in there, and you just don't you you just don't want to leave and just people just testified all over the place people the altars are full, people are getting saved, left and right, people are getting right with God getting right with each other amen and 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 you just can't explain that well, he was all excited uh, about about just getting that video and, and going home and watching it again. And he called me that night and he said, Brother Gabe, you'll never know what happened. I said, what are you talking about? He said, that video, we sang the first song, halfway through the first song, and the video goes blank. And he said, it's just that white, that white noise on the screen for two and a half solid hours. Yeah. Not only can you not explain it, you ain't going to be able to show it to nobody else. Listen, you're going to have to be there when God shows up. You never know what you're going to miss. You never know what God might do. Amen? He <laughs> said, Well, the Lord hadn't done nothing, nothing for me. Uh, everybody do this. Say, <sighs> <sighs> What did he just do for you? Amen. Everybody stand up. Even if you're not able. All right, now you can sit back down. I mean, he's got two good legs they can stand on. Amen. Amen. Do this right here. Amen. Amen. I want to tell you what blessed my heart while I go. Is it Dalton? I'm going to tell you something, son. Don't ever don't ever get over this right here. Don't ever. Don't. I, I, listen, that blessed my heart. Every time he, said, he started that chorus, I'm saved, this hand went up like that. Don't ever get over that. Don't ever get over what God has done for you. Listen, don't ever get, be ashamed to worship the Lord. Amen, amen. That's good. But Thomas wasn't there. Thomas wasn't there. But look, eight days later, you see in verse twenty-five, the disciples tried to explain to him what happened. They said we've seen the Lord. Couldn't explain it to him. Couldn't explain it to old doubt and Thomas. He wasn't going to believe. Me. He said I, I, he said unless I unless I see this, unless I see the nail prints and put my Finger in the nail prints, he said, I will not not believe, you can't convince me. Verse number 26, and after eight days, again, his disciples were within. And Thomas was with them this time. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. So Thomas, even though he missed the first meeting, the second meeting comes along, he's waited eight days, he's doubted the whole time, and he's told the disciples, I'm not going to believe you lest I see it for myself. Eight days later, he he goes in there, and here comes Jesus, and he gives him the peace of God. Amen? He said, peace be unto you. And Thomas was there, so he, like the other disciples in the first meeting, received the peace of God. In verse 26. Then saith he to Thomas, ain't nobody in the whole crowd of disciples said, now we told Thomas we saw you, but he didn't believe us and he told us that if he, unless he saw the nail prints and did all that that he would not believe that not a disciple has even said anything to Jesus but what did Jesus immediately do he addressed the issue he addressed the doubt of Thomas in verse number 20 he said then saith he to Thomas after he give the peace of god then saith he to Thomas reach hither thy finger it's amazing that that how how the lord knows what we what what our issues are Knows where we have problems believing. Knows where our faith is faltering. Listen, God always puts His finger on where we're faltering and where we're failing. Then Jesus said, reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless, but believing. Amen? Believe that it's me, in other words. Believe that it's me. Eight days later, He receives the peace of God in verse 26. Eight days later, in verse 27, he receives the proof from God. He got the proof that he was asking for. He said, I won't believe unless I see it and I feel it myself. So he got the peace of God. He received the proof of God. But let's keep reading. And Thomas answered and said, My Lord, my God. And Jesus said to him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me and thou hast believed, blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of His disciples, which are not written in this book. that's the end of it. There's one more verse, and I'm going to read it. So we know from the Word of God that Thomas received the peace of God. We know from the Word of God in verse 27 that he received the proof that he was asking for. But there's a couple of things missing. Thomas missed out on the purpose. Unless those other disciples, uh, listen, uh, gave Thomas... What he, they had received in the first meeting, and they said, "Thomas, now uh, well, we know you got the peace and we know you got the proof." But Jesus said a couple other things. He said, "We're supposed to go and listen. We're supposed to go and and bear witness of the truth." He gave us that purpose. We're supposed to not sit in a room by ourselves, cooped up. We're supposed to go out in all this world and preach and teach the gospel. He missed the purpose. He missed out on the purpose. But most important tonight. He missed out on the power. He missed out on the breath. Those other, those other disciples, it's good to have the peace of God in your life. It, it's good to know your purpose. It's good to believe that Bible. Listen, I've never seen Jesus with my naked eyes. But the Bible talks about him, tells me about him. And I just believe that. Do you know that this Bible is the closest thing your human hands will ever touch to God? Patty, how can you say that? Well, John 1.1, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Amen. This yeah. book, this is, this is the closest thing you got to God in your, in your hands tonight. And because of that, I just believe it. Yeah. I've never seen Him, but one day I will, praise God. Yeah. Amen. One day after a while, listen, I'm going to be able to see the one in whom I put my faith. Amen. Thomas wasn't there. He received the peace of God. He received the proof of God. He missed out on the purpose. And he missed out on the breath, the power. You think about that breath. That word breath, when Jesus breathed on them. That's life-giving power. It's life-giving breath. I looked up that word breathe in this particular passage and then I went back where, in Genesis where God breathed into the nostrils and became a living soul. You know it's the same word. The same word translated breathed here is the same word translated "breathe" then, And so that word that they use, listen, every word in this Bible is important. Amen? I'm not Greek and I'm not Hebrew, but it's very important for you to understand what the words mean. Say amen. Amen. Because this word right here is life-giving. It's life-giving breath. And listen, without the life, without the breath and the power of God, Listen, what we do outside in this community without the power of God will be for naught. Amen. Amen. Just like that turkey shoot that's talking about in Sunday school. Listen, God bless that. Why? Because, listen, we're going in the name and the power of God. Right. Listen, if you just go just so you can have a shotgun match, and that's the only reason why you do it, it'll be all for naught. But because your heart's right and you're doing it for the right reasons to get the gospel to people who otherwise you might not reach, listen, because you're going in the power and the faith, listen, God will bless that. Amen. If we go out to these, if you go out to these houses and knock on doors, just so that you can say you knocked on a thousand doors every Saturday this month, listen, that, that'll all come to naught. But if you go out there with one purpose, and that's to see men, women, boys, and girls saved by the grace of God, amen, listen, God will do something with that. Amen. Amen. You never know what you'll miss. That's why it's important for you to be here. Amen never know what you miss. He took care of their doubts when he showed them himself. He took care of their doubts. And he showed them their duty. He sent them. He said, as the Lord sent me, even so send I you. And he gave him the power to do the job that he told them he sent him to do. But Thomas wasn't there. Thomas wasn't there. Thomas needed the peace of God. Yes, he did. He was just as fearful, I believe, as the other disciples. Thomas needed the proof, yes, that's what he asked for. But Thomas would never be effective in his ministry from that day forward because he hadn't received the power. It's important tonight, church. And I know this is more of a Sunday night message uh, because Sunday night crowds use the one carry out the commission and do what they're supposed to be doing. Amen. But without the power of God in your life, you'll not do anything of any lasting, effective value for God. Without the power of God in my life, Brother Danny, I'll, I'll just be a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. I won't be doing anything. I'll, I'll be wasting your time, wasting my time, wasting God's time, more importantly. So this, this evening, if... Uh, to come what have you missed out on are you missing the power of god in your life you feel like when you go out or when you witness to somebody you feel like you're being affected or you feel like it's just falling your words or falling on the floor you feel like when you pray that your prayers don't get over the ceiling you feel like in the in the, in the situation that you're in in your life you feel like you're by yourself and there ain't no listen, there's no there's no hope for you. Is there is there fear in your life where well, you need the peace of God? Amen. Listen, you never know tonight what you're gonna miss. I would purpose it in my heart and determine in my heart that every time the doors of this church is open, I'd be right here. Because tonight you never know what you're gonna miss. Amen. I'm glad I didn't miss this morning. As a blessing. Amen. You said, "Well, I could have. I wished I would have missed tonight." No, you never. You never know what you're going to miss. You never know if God. People say, "Well, I've had this problem, and I, I and I I pastored church for eight years, and, and in that span of time, I have heard a lot of things from a lot of people. People come in with all sorts of problems. And preacher, pray pray for me." And, I'm going through this, and my life is, is a mess. Would you please pray for me? And I say, yeah, I'll pray for you. But why is this the first time I've seen you in six months? People, people expect God to do for them, but they don't care to do for God. What we do is we use God as a spare tire. And we say like Thomas, prove it to me, Lord. I require proof. We're a faithless generation. We don't believe God anymore. We don't believe Him anymore. I wonder tonight, do you believe it? And I don't know what all the church has gone through the last several months, I don't. But do you believe that God will? You believe that God can? We're gonna be like God doubting Thomas, and you'll be like that person. Who says, "Well, if I see it, I believe it. If, if the Lord ever starts blessing that church again, I, I, if I see it, I believe it." Listen, I tell you what you ought to do. You ought to get in this altar and just believe God that He will. Amen. That's what God, I believe, Brother Danny, I believe that's what God wants, is a group of people that will just believe Him. Why else do you think that the Lord Jesus, after He had been crucified and risen on the third day, why else do you think He would have just appeared to those disciples? This twelve men that that would change the world for God, eleven by that time, that would change the world for God, they needed the peace of God. They needed. They needed to know that yes, he was still alive. Listen, they they he did, they didn't ask for the proof, but he gave it to him anyway. And I don't know about you, but they probably didn't. They they probably didn't know what they were going to do. What am I supposed to do now, Lord? We've been with you for three years, and we've walked with you, and we've talked with you, and we've heard you preach, and we saw you do the miracles, and we saw you do all these things. And we've forgotten half of what you said. What do we do now? I'm sure the Lord Jesus knew that. So I'm going to tell you what what you need to do, even even as the Lord sent me, so send I you. But then came the most important thing. He said, yeah, peace of God's great, purpose of God's great, you knowing that I'm still living and I and I'm him is great. But without the power, you'll not do anything. That's what you need. We're going to doubt tonight, folks. We're going to be like Thomas and say, let's us. we are going to sit back on our pews and just see it if I believe I'll believe it if I see it. Or like last Sunday night, I said, you know, be be intense, be involved, be indwelt. Be intense about it. Pick it up and go. Amen. Pick it up and go. Hey, leave the past in the past. Let the dead bury the dead. Amen. <laughs> and go on for the glory and honor of Lord Jesus Christ. As we stand tonight, this altar is open if you need to come and pray. You come on tonight. You come on. You're going to believe God for what He can do and what He will do. I believe it would be a good thing if everybody in this church, they want this church to go. Just get in this altar and pray and ask God. Just ask Him. If you care, do you care tonight? You require proof or you just going to believe God for for who He is and what He can do. Come on. Come on, there's room down here. God can and will if we'll just let him, if we we'll just believe him tonight. truth. 17, verse 20, and Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. You know how to make the impossible possible? Think of the word impossible tonight, just in your mind. Think of the word impossible. How do you make impossible possible? How do you turn impossible into possible? You take off the first two letters, I. He says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. But what happens is, we like to get in front of the word possible. But what we need to do is get ourselves out of the way. Amen. Take I'm out of the equation. And then you have possible. Because now we're some completely dependent and leaning upon God. And with Him all things are possible. Amen. Just believe God tonight. Appreciate the good number in the Lord's house. Appreciate the good services we've had today. Appreciate the opportunity to come and preach tonight. And anybody got a word? Test